the darkness at thy speaking it was done. Welcome to sermons from Zion Lutheran Church of Gwinner, North Dakota. Zion Lutheran Church is committed to the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and the world. The following sermon is from Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard. Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 11th chapter. When John heard in prison about the deeds of the Christ, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another? And Jesus answered them, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, and the lame walk. Lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, and the dead are raised up, and the poor have good news preached to them. And blessed is the one who is not offended by me. As they went away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds concerning John. What did you go out into wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out to see? A man dressed in soft clothing? Behold, those who wear soft clothing are in king's houses. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet, this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. This is the gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. My friends, there are many different times and different scenarios in our lives when we have doubt. Yes, doubt that sets in. Now, regardless of those different situations, though, doubt seems to work the very same way, regardless of the situation and the context. And the reason why doubt typically comes about is because we get suspended between two or more opposing things and we are unable to know which one is right. Indeed, when we are confronted with two or more opposing ideas in life or choices or claims and we are unable to discern which one is correct, well, doubt sets in. It comes into our minds. It comes into our bodies often causing significant discomfort for us. In other words, doubt looks like a person who finds himself between two doors but is paralyzed by uncertainty, not knowing which door to go through. Indeed, doubt has a way of suspending us and making us feel vulnerable. It can cause us to feel agitated and even lead to conflict. This is why we try to avoid doubt at all costs, no doubt about it. We try to avoid those opposing ideas, those opposing choices, and those claims that would dangle us in discomfort. In fact, more often than not, we can become downright mean in how we fight off these contrary ideas and these contrary choices and claims in order to eliminate doubt. Jesus He pointed out this kind of doubt. He most certainly did when he said that his generation was like a bunch of grumpy little children sitting in the marketplace dissatisfied with everything that was put before them. The same kind of doubt occurred too with John the Baptist. Instead of listening to John the Baptist, 
which would have placed the people between their own sin and John's message, yes, between their own sin and John's message of repentance, well, instead of being placed between those two things, they instead wrote him off as a crazy old man out in the wilderness. You see, behind this kind of doubt is the desire, yes, the desire to avoid the issue at hand. Behind this kind of doubt is the desire to eliminate that uncomfortable feeling of being hung between two different teachings and two different realities of life. Yes, behind this type of doubt is the reality that mankind loves the darkness rather than the light. And so to avoid this uncomfortable feeling of doubt and to prevent the even more painful reality of being wrong, people will do everything possible to dodge those opposing ideas and opposing facts. We see this especially in the case of pagans avoiding the church at all costs. Now, there's a second way that this doubt works itself out. You see, there is another kind of doubt that sets in when you know what you have and believe to be true, when you possess that truth, but you then begin to wonder if you are correct. Take, for example, our gospel reading from the 11th chapter of Matthew. In Matthew chapter 11, we hear doubt. Yes, we hear doubt. There was doubt whether or not Jesus was really the Messiah that was promised from the Old Testament long ago. That is to say, what John the Baptist and especially his followers believed about the Messiah from the Old Testament did not seem to be lining up with what they saw with Jesus in their present time, which I might add, led to doubt. They were suspended between what they expected of the Messiah and what they saw in Jesus. Now, dear friends, keep in mind that this second kind of doubt just described, is not where a person loves the darkness and is troubled by the light, but it is a doubt that comes about when the darkness attacks the light. This kind of doubt is what Christians experience when contrary things challenge what we believe and teach and confess. We have seen this doubt too before. When the disciples first heard that Jesus had risen from the tomb, Well, they thought this news was just nothing more than chatter and nonsense. Who can forget Thomas? Thomas would not believe in Jesus' resurrection, even though all the other disciples tried their best to convince him. And from our gospel reading today, there was so much confusion about whether or not Jesus was the Messiah or if they should expect another Messiah. See, dear friends, what is going on here is that doubt arises in us because Jesus is so entirely different from what we expect. Yes, he is so entirely different than from what we expect. And Jesus' message of the gospel is frankly 180 degrees opposite to how we think. So because Jesus' ways are not our ways, and our ways are not Jesus' ways, we are often suspended between two different ways of thinking, thus creating that uncomfortable place of doubt. And as you know, experiencing doubt is an awful place to be. 
this doubt can not only bring about anxiety and a sense of vulnerability in each and every one of us, but this doubt can lead to unbelief. And if not kept in check, this unbelief gives birth to a hardened rejection of the Lord. Tragically so. So, what must we do about this doubt? How do we respond to this doubt? Now, dear friends, we do not conquer doubt by trying to alleviate doubt, by trying to rationalize that doubt away. Doubt is not overcome by us trying to have less doubt. Our willpower is not able to fight off doubt, just like faith is not increased by us trying to have more faith. And we do not eliminate doubt by eliminating the message of Jesus that causes us discomfort. You see, plugging our ears or or putting our head in the sand does not, I repeat, it does not do anything but give birth to damning unbelief. You need not do this. See, thankfully, my friends, when doubt arises, there's another way. Yes, we can follow the footsteps of John the Baptist as we heard in our gospel reading from today. In our gospel reading, John the Baptist, he actually went directly to Jesus with those doubting questions of his followers. The doubt was not hushed. The doubt was not hidden. The doubt was not suppressed. But rather, it was brought before Jesus just like Thomas's doubt and unbelief met the wounds of Jesus himself. What this means is this. If doubt plagues you, yes, if doubt actually plagues you, if you are suspended or paralyzed in doubt, learn to know that this doubt does not belong to you, but needs to be laid bare before the Lord. Now this may seem odd, But this is what the scriptures call us to do as Christians. Yes, the Psalms teach us not to hide our doubt or rationalize it away or to stick our heads in the sands of unbelief, but we are to pour out our complaints before the Lord and to tell the Lord our troubles. This means that we should not always speak as if we have everything figured out in pious-sounding language before the Lord, but instead our doubts Our anguish, our struggles can be poured out, yes, poured out before the Lord when our spirit faints within us, for the Lord knows our way. And like John the Baptist and his followers, and even Thomas himself, the Lord answers our doubt. The Lord answers our doubt the same way that he answered the doubt of John the Baptist's followers, and that is the announcement of what has been done for us. My friends, it is that simple. The doubt went from John the Baptist and his followers to Jesus, and Jesus responded by saying this, go back and announce what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cured, and the deaf, while they hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is preached to the poor. Dear baptized saints, yes, dear baptized saints, our doubt must be met by the proclamation of the gospel, the word of God. And when we hear the word of God, doubt actually gives way to faith. 
Yes, doubt turns to faith, not when we try to decrease doubt and increase faith by our own willpower, but when we hear the word of Christ, when we remember the reality of our baptisms, and when we receive the true body and blood of Jesus. Therefore, yes, therefore, the gospel reading from today is really about comfort, is it not? It is really about comfort, for it shows you how John the Baptist took this doubt and brought it to Jesus. Yes, it is comforting that you do not need to keep doubt to yourself, but can boldly confess that doubt before the Lord. Yes, the Lord has called you to his word. He has called you to his word and to his supper and into the Christian faith through baptism where he meets your doubt with the forgiveness of all of your sins for Jesus' sake and transforms your mind from doubt to faith. This transformation is a constant renewal of the mind that no longer hangs in the suspension of doubt but clings evermore day by day to the word of God. This is your Christ. This is your Lord who answers you and me. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormattrichard.org or visit Zion Lutheran Church's website at www.zionglinner.org. The Lord bless and keep you.